0: G'day and welcome to another edition of the Two Dogs podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier and on behalf of the Past Players Association, we bring you a couple of uh, former players. And today, uh, with thanks to our fabulous uh, Past Players sponsors, they of course are Justin Whitford and the team at PFG Australia, uh, Dave Marsh from Flash Fabrications, Dave Boxall from Midway Concrete, Garden and Building Supplies, and of course Noel and uh, Sons uh, from Tosca Luggage Company. They are our sponsors, and our guests this week, two premiership players from the 2016 premiership, uh, racked up a few games in their time at the club, but uh, most importantly, were part of that very, very big occasion in 2016. Shane Biggs and Fletcher Roberts are my guests on the Two Dogs podcast. Enjoy. Fletch, tell us, what are you up to at the moment? What are you you doing work-wise, and what's going on?
1: Uh, About to uh, start a new job in uh, in a couple of weeks actually with TLA, the player management and merchandise business. So pretty excited about that. We'll be selling football training gear and playing gear to sort of community level clubs and semi-professional clubs. So in the last sort of two years, been working for Red Bull selling energy drink, but now shifting uh, to a sales executive role at uh, TLA. So pretty excited about that.
0: That TLA is that the company that uh, Craig Kelly set up that that does all that stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. So they're sort of got a, I think it's four or five, maybe even six different streams. So they have media, talent management, marketing, merchandise, consultancy. So quite a big company, uh, highly sort of related to the AFL and NRL
2: industry. So better try and wrap your head around the internet before you start that pledge. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh.
1: <laughs> Funny thing is, Bigsy, I've used this computer for about a million Zoom calls at uni and never had an issue. And then I log in tonight and
0: I can't hear anyone. Uh, it's, it's all Bigsy's fault. Night, it's, yeah, it yeah, has, to big, has to be Bigsy. Uh, now, Bigsy, so what do you up to, mate? You're you're back on the tools.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm a plumber again now. So I did a year of that before I started footy back in the day, but finished my apprenticeship um, earlier this year. So. Out in the big real, real world now, um, finally getting used to the earlier starts and that, but, yeah, I'm actually enjoying it, so I'm surprised.
0: Did you ever think you'd go back on the tools at any stage?
2: No, nah, not at all. It really didn't suit me at the time and I didn't think I would as well when I come back, but just sort of got an opportunity to get with a commercial mob after footy and um, just sort of had a bit of a crack and um, just stayed with it. So I'm glad I did because, now I'm really enjoying it now. Was
0: that hard when footy finished and you had to go back, in, as you say, into the real world and, and to all that? Was that difficult for you?
2: Yeah, it was. I remember, like, distinctly you know, when I first started again, I was getting guys that were 10 years younger than me coffees and stuff. So it was it was, it was a bit of a wake-up call. But, no, nah, I was just happy to be around a good crew of people again and um, have, get some hard work under my belt.
0: Fletch, it is difficult, isn't it, because you basically put – any career that you were looking at doing on, uh, you put a pause button on it for, you know, as, as Shane said there's six or seven years or whatever it is, and then you come back mm-hmm. to it again. Is that, Was that transition as difficult for you?
1: Yeah, definitely. I I probably was pretty proactive while playing footy with doing a couple of degrees, even though I can't get a computer to work. I um, <laughs> was pretty proactive with my study and that sort of thing to set myself up life after footy. But as soon as you're sort of out of the footy system you're still trying to figure it out. It's almost like coming out of school again, like you're still trying to figure out many things that as an AFL footballer in the AFL world you're not really exposed to. So it is a pretty difficult period and I can see that it could be more difficult if you don't have the right people around you and, you know, enjoy meeting new people and that sort of thing because, yeah, you can get comfortable in the AFL industry, uh, that's for sure. And then, yeah, in a different world, it's, yeah, you're exposed to a lot of different things. So Big development stage post-footy, but can be quite challenging if you don't have the right people around you.
0: Yeah. And that support system around you would be really important. How, how tough was it, Bigsy? I mean, because what Fletch said then is exactly what it is. It's basically like you've come out of school at 27 or 26 or 28 or whatever it is, and you're starting where the 18-year-old started 10 years ago.
2: Yeah. We always we always used to sort of joke about it. The footy world sort of this this vortex where you sort of don't age because you you come in young, you're with older guys, with kids, but you still sort of you sort of feel like the same age. I'm so, I've am talked to Bob about it before, Bob Murphy, and he's the same. You know, he comes out of footy and he's got kids and that different to me. But when we're sitting in the locker room and they, it's like you're the same age, you know, it really is. So it's, it, it is this vortex. So whatever whenever you come out of it, it's like far out. Like I'm nearly 30 and, you know, I'm – um. I've got to sort of get me stuff sorted again. But saying that, like you guys said, is I have a good support network, my family and um, friends and people are going to give you an opportunity if you're a decent person over the stretch. So the
0: the obvious question that comes on the back of that to both of you is would you change any of it for for you know, for for anything?
2: As in footy? Yeah. No, I don't think so. No, I I don't know about flesh, but when I was drafted when I was 20, I was you know, I'd never really left the house much and I was a bit of a mummy's boy, so I really needed to back up the arse and um, move away to Sydney and that. So it was really good for my just personal development. Um, I think it helped me become what I am now. So, um, no, nah, I wouldn't change a thing at all, to be honest. Fletch?
1: Yeah, much the same. I uh, wouldn't have minded playing a few more years, but that's just the you know the way the footy industry goes. But I think, as, as Bigsy said, it's the AFL world even though it can be a bubble at times, it it does develop you very quickly um, from a personal development point of view and teaches you a lot of really important life lessons that I'm sort of carrying with me day to day now. And I think that's, you know, crossing over into the the corporate world essentially and helping me achieve different things in the business world. Yeah, I look back on my footy career with the dogs and think, you know, I had some ups, had some downs, but really enjoyed every minute of the journey and yeah, really have loved sort of, looking back on it at times again, Yeah, we want we want a flag, how good. But also meeting some really close friends that I'll be mates with for the rest of my life. So um and that sort of would form through some of the more difficult years where we we're finishing fifteenth and sixteenth. So yeah, wouldn't change much.
0: When you're in the in the bubble, are you in the belief that it will go on forever, or do you have a realistic view in your head that, you know, maybe I got another year, maybe I've got another two, maybe I got maybe I don't?
1: Uh, personally, I probably felt both at different stages. Yeah, probably towards the back end was like, oh, I'm, this might be my last year. So I had those thoughts, but in that sort of prime period where I was playing some pretty good footy and playing most weeks, I, you know, sort of thought, I'll I'll play footy till I'm thirty-five or something, for example. So yeah, yeah you just got to yeah continue to work hard, continue to continue to get better. But yeah, you probably go through a lot of different emotions as a player and go a lot of those ups and downs, you ride them quite a lot. Um, so that's where the support around you is really important while you're playing footy.
0: Bigsy, what was it like for you? Because, I mean, you Fletcher was only at one club, you were at two, so you had the experience of moving from one to another.
2: I think because of Sydney, it was you know, a tough three years. I played six games and thought I was thereabouts with the rookie rules and that, um, wasn't able to play some more games. So I think when I come to the dogs, I sort of just had the mentality that, Literally every week, you know, it was waiting until Thursday or whenever you got the tap on the shoulder. And I wasn't thinking any further than that, really. To be, A few people probably say it, but I really wasn't because I had such a tough time in Sydney that I was just, I just wanted to get out there, to be honest with you, and run around on the, on the um, big stadium. So I didn't think it was going to last forever. I definitely knew it wasn't, but I had no idea when it was. I was just, I was happy getting the game and running around with the boys.
0: 2016, let's talk about it because it was the best year of both of your careers for a number of reasons. What was your thoughts now that you've had a, you know, you've had six or seven years now to look back on it, Bigsy. What What's your overall thoughts of 2016?
2: Far out. That's a long time ago now. Isn't it? <laughs> um, overall, I said it then and I'll probably say it more now, supporters, family, you know, it, it means so much to all them and I mean, it means everything to me, and Fletcher's probably the same, but to see my mum and dad, you know, still talk about it and, you know, still watch the game, and that means way more to me. You know, I, the way they, their face goes when they talk about it and how proud they are of me personally and also just what the whole thing, how it happened, because they were part of it, um, as Fletcher's family probably was, and supporters and everyone were part of it in their own way. That's something to them, and that means that much to them. There's no, no difference. No one put less in than, you know, than your situation. So just still getting a lot out of that from family and friends and, you know, the odd crazy person yelling at me. No, the old you know, the odd guy on the piss out, you know, having a little yarn and that. So, no, that's that's all of the good stuff. So, um, yeah, pretty much that, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fletch, what, what do you look back on now as, as 2016?
1: Um, very similar to Bigsy. I think he hit the nail on the head there. Um, like sort of seeing I've got three older brothers all married and got kids now and uh, mum and dad and, yeah, like them still talking about, you know, that year and the ride that we had in 2016 and them being right there nearly every step of the way, the good and the bad. It's, yeah, sort of makes me pretty happy to know that we are able to share that experience as a family but then also uh, with the wider community of the Western Bulldogs. Obviously a very good ride, 2016, what a year. From a personal point of view, it was probably my most consistent year of footy, of AFL footy. I played, I think it was close to 18 games across the year um, before finals. And then, uh, yeah, didn't play too well in the game against Fremantle before the first finals. So I was pushed out of the side for the first two finals. So even the support I received then from my family helped me play really well in the VFL and then come back in straight for the limb when given the opportunity and then stay in for the grand final. So even just that sort of month of footy of living the ups and downs and my family being there, um, it's a very special memory uh, to be able to be on the receiving end of a premiership medal and be in the team is something that we will carry with all of us for the rest of our life and, yeah, something that we're all immensely proud of. So, yeah, look back in very good ways.
0: That uh, it, it's a month block that we talk about with the the whole final series after that bloody disastrous Fremantle game, um, then then there was the week off, and then regroup for the for the month, which was the most spectacular month of footy this club has ever ever experienced. But let's go to grand final week. When grand final week arrived, Bigsy, what were you what were you thinking? What were you feeling? What were you what was going through your head? Do you remember? Um,
2: yeah, I kind of do because I remember so many people saying, you know, you just got to. Um, just enjoy it and take it for what it is. Because I think if you go in there and try and treat it as any other week, you're, you're kidding yourself. And some people that had been around it had, had told us that. And literally, it was that. It was, it's not going to be the right week. You know, forget about training, forget about this. You know, you've got the parade, you got 20,000 people at training. It was really just about just enjoying it. And you've done everything there to get to there. You're not getting any fitter. I mean, your touch is as good as it's going to be, lean up to a grand final. So, it was literally just keep your eyes wide open and just enjoy it. Um, and I usually wouldn't probably be able to do that because, I, you know, it sort of would scare me a little bit, but I lived back and just really enjoyed it and I think it really helped us as a group um, to, to act like that. Bever was really pushed that. I'm sure Fletch is the same. You just sort of just enjoy it, I think, it was the was the thing.
0: Yeah. Did you enjoy the week, Fletch? You, uh, your, and are the memories of it uh, all good?
1: For the first week, I didn't know whether I would still be in the team. Um, so I didn't sleep too much because of that. And then the second half of the week after I was tired, I was playing uh the stress pivot and buddy. Um obviously yeah, it didn't help me sleep too much either. So um, but yeah, looking back, it was yeah, a really, really good week. Um and I think Bebo set the tone early by saying, just enjoy it, guys. Like could be a once in a lifetime opportunity. And as big as he said, he hit the nail on the head there.
0: Do you remember the morning waking up in the morning of the
1: grand final? Uh yes. Um, it took me a while to get my breakfast down. I was pretty bloody nervous. Um, I was, yeah, very nervous, probably more nervous than I ever have been, but just tried to, yeah, go for a walk, eat my breakfast, which took a while, and just try and listen to some music to chill me out
2: a little bit before heading to the game.
0: What did you do on the morning of the, the game? Do you remember, um,
2: pretty, Probably pretty similar to Fletch. I didn't usually eat much in the morning, so I remember – not knowing what to do with myself. So I went to pick up Liver. And um we were the same, but we thought the traffic would be way worse and got there about five, four, five hours before the freaking game. So I don't know, it was a weird morning. Um, Liver forgot half his shit. Um that was all, it was all a bit chaotic, to be honest, but it sort of made it feel right. We went in the G change rooms and because we're not used to playing there, so it all felt really foreign. Um, and I think it was good. You saw someone you knew and saw one of the players and thought, we're really in it here. So I think it just built up to this big like what it was and it sort of helped that it was a bit chaotic in the morning, I think. Mm.
0: D- didn't Libba forget his boots?
2: Yeah, we he's made it to Uber back to get his boots. Yeah, we got <laughs> we got there and he had a plastic bag. It was—it's like, looked empty. I was like, um, he's an odd cat. I don't know why he's carrying all his footy gear in a plastic bag to the grand final, but that was that's Libba, so.
0: <laughs> um, uh, do you remember what Bevo said pre-game and uh, that sort of stuff or does that all get lost in the wash of what happened afterwards, Fletch?
1: Uh, I do not remember what was on the whiteboard or anything. Um, yeah, it's all a big blank for me. The only thing I remember is um, I have this vision in my head, which is a pretty cool vision to have, uh, is coming up the race and I could see across the other side of the ground, I could see pretty much the top level, the top seat, full. Like you could just see across the ground and you could see the whole stadium full um, as we're coming up the race, which was pretty pretty cool sort of memory etched in my head. Um, that's pretty much the only thing I remember before the game.
0: Because yeah. are, you, are you better at remembering that stuff or not? Nah, not
2: usually. Um, not usually. I, I dare say from memory, I think it was pretty simple. I honestly don't think, I think it would have been from memory it was something like that. It was stripped it all back. Um, probably one thing on the whiteboard, you know, I forgot what it was, but it was, Bever was about that. It was really just how we were feeling and just the energy of it all. So I don't I don't think there was much on the whiteboard. I don't think anyone was remembering it either.
0: Do you remember the, standing there for the national anthem and doing all that stuff? Does that does that, or, or do you remember it because you've watched it back and you've seen it in that in that way?
2: I remember that little snippets like that. I remember running up the race and that. I remember finding Libra. I think I was standing next to him, um, and just those little things, a little photo before the game, and that. I remember all these flashes. But yeah, it was um, just deafening noise and really overwhelming. But Good to have those little memories, but yeah, not nothing too technical that I can remember.
0: Fletch, what about you? What about your memories during the actual game? Uh, I can't remember the national anthem, but
1: I've seen some photos, so that's sort of (laughs) probably triggering some memories. I do remember something in the warm up though. Tommy Boyd and I always did our warm up kick together, and our warm up kick on grand final day, we would have done probably ten kicks each, and we would have hit about one each. Everything was just hitting the deck <laughs> and we couldn't hear each other 20 metres away talking to each other because it was pretty loud. But I just know we did not hit a single kick in that warm-up except for like one each, um, which probably shows that we are a little bit nervous, um, but, yeah, and then got into the game and I actually can't remember much of the game. Also, another thing, I'm like looking back and I see highlights and that sort of thing on TV and I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened, yeah. I remember Bigsie's Passage of Play. Um, of course, never forget. But that's probably the only passage you played.
0: That's that I remember. That's I mean. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you remember that bit seven minute mark of the fourth quarter?
2: Do I? Yeah, I, it'd be hard not to. Even if I didn't, to be all, I think I more remember it now because I've shown it so much still. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I do remember it to be honest. Yeah, for a variety of reasons. I've said it before. I got told I was coming off, and I was literally. It was my last chance to kick a goal and I wanted to kick a grand final goal. So that was literally why I was there and why I ended up in the, <laughs> the goal square nearly. So um, I thought it might be my last thing to do in the granny and I didn't know how long there was left. I thought it was way later, to be honest. thought I wasn't going to come back on, so I was going to kick a snag, but didn't, didn't end up even getting a stat, so that's good.
0: <laughs> most memorable passage of play. One of the most <laughs> memorable passages of play and not a stat involved in it. It's unfair, uh, isn't it? There's is really that's an unfair uh, part of the game. Uh, was there was there a moment in the game, Fletch, when you thought uh, we're gonna win that we're actually gonna win this? Um,
1: yeah. It's hard to look past uh Tommy Boyd's goal after Dale's tackle. That was just I, I just felt on the ground. Obviously, an amazing passage of play. Dale to run down Buddy and then Boyd to pick it up and nail the goal. I think that was a big momentum pusher. Um I just felt like we couldn't be stopped and the momentum was in our favour and had that feeling in many other games throughout the year where we just thought, all right, we're going to run over the top of them here. And I think that was probably the part to me that us as defenders all came together and, yeah, we're like, all right, stay on here. But keep keep pushing, keep the momentum going and, yeah, it can be ours.
0: Did you have a moment for you, Bigsy, when it was yes?
2: No, was, I don't know. I was still pretty shit-scared, to be honest. Um, we... um. I remember looking up and I've seen it in the footage now where they're all celebrating on the bench. I don't know when that was, but I remember looking over and seeing that and thinking, far out, they've gone early, but it was probably like twenty seconds ago. I don't know. But that's how like that's how hard wired I was to not believe it. I'm sure the fans, some of the Bulldogs faithful the same, <laughs> didn't want to didn't want to go too early. So I saw the coach and that come down and thought, far out, but then the siren went not long after that. So
0: well, Dale Morris, tell, I think it's Dale Morris and Easton would tell a story about, you know, them kind of yelling at people saying, we haven't
2: won this thing yet. And like with that, yeah.
0: before they even got the words out, the siren sounds and it's like, yeah. yes.
2: It was that kind of vibe. I think they were probably thinking the same thing I did. thought, geez, they're celebrating on the bench early. So, but yeah, um, yeah, I was very similar. Fletch was obviously celebrating two minutes early.
0: <laughs> <laughs> has there been a moment that has, has done uh, that for you in, in your life? You know, what was that moment like when the siren does go and you then the reality is you're part of a premiership team? How, how was that moment, Fletch?
1: Um, yeah, pretty special. I think all the emotions that flood you come a little bit later, Um. Like, obviously, as immediately as the siren goes, you get around the boys and it's, you know, pretty special win. But then as like everyone's getting their medal and the celebrations and you're doing the lap, getting around all supporters. That's when it's like, oh, hold on, like, it's starting to hit and starting to flood you with that emotion of I've grown up wanting to do this my whole life. It's it's happened. Um, you know, this is the celebration that we're having. And obviously, straight away, as the siren goes, you get around all the boys and you're really excited and up and about. But then over the next sort of 15 to 20 to 30 minutes of all that other stuff, that's when you go, hold on, this is a dream come true. This is,
2: yeah,
0: this is huge. Yeah. What about for you, Bigsy?
2: Yeah, I um, I don't know, like Fletcher, growing up, I had all these visions of what would be like and what I'd do. And I remember as soon as the siren went, it was like, that was the main thing I thought, like watching people's reaction when the siren goes over and over is like that's all I could think about. And then when I thought about it so much, I was standing there, I didn't even know what to do. So I was watching, you know, like thinking what am I going to do? And then the first thing I really thought was that we've got reunions till the rest of our lives. I've like got to say that's the first thing i thought <laughs> um, with a great bunch of boys and I'll be annoying 60 plus years. So I think that's, that's honestly the thing that made me most happy to be a part of something that's so not spiritual, but you know, it was so ing- you know so important for what we were doing.
0: Afterwards, when you when you have to go, when you have to front back up again to a preseason training after winning a premiership, is that hard to do,
1: which Um, yeah, I think we we got a maybe a little bit of a shorter break, but it was still quite a bit. Like I think the AFL Players Association have mandated a certain amount of weeks you get off, um, but we came back a little bit earlier. Um, just to start the pre-season all again. And I think the messaging early uh, for that season was, yeah, be prepared to go again, um, be prepared to be the hunted sort of thing. So mentally it probably can be a little bit tougher, um, but I think we bought into it across the board, um, had a little bit of experience taken away from us with a few older guys. So, yeah, was a difficult sort of teething period, I'd say, but... I think the mindset of the coaching group down to the players was we want to go again, we know we're going to be the hunted,
0: bring it on. Yeah. Such a thing as a premiership hangover, biggsy
2: <laughs> I reckon I was still drunk when preseason started again. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it probably differs from different, you know, person to person and that. But like Fletch said, there was still, I mean, it's a professional environment so you can't not be dialed into that. Um, and if you're not, you'll be found out pretty quick. So I don't know whether there's little bits here and there that, you know, whatever stage crept in, but I don't think it's really a hangover. It was just probably, like Fletch said, a shorter pre-season. We'd come back battered and bruised still. And, you know, it took a while to get going again for whatever reason. You can't put your finger on it, I don't think. I don't think anyone could. Um, but, like, a bit of personnel change, bit of everything. So, um, but still pretty, pretty happy to... Come back with that, but that didn't change our mindset. I don't think at all.
0: Yeah, where's the uh, where's the Premiership medal live these days, Bigsy?
2: Mum took it off and said, mum. Mum took it off me the night of the granny. After I was opening bottles with it, there's a couple of like um <laughs> the, there's all these indents on it. So she took it off and said, "I'm putting this at home because you'll bloody sell this tonight for six pack or something." So um <laughs> yeah, I've seen it probably once since, I think, when we watched the grand final a couple of years back for the first time. But, yeah, so she's got it locked away.
0: <laughs> Where's yours, Fletch? Uh,
1: almost exactly the same. My dad has it. Um, pretty much locked away as well. I've only seen it once. And there's teeth marks or little indents on it as well. Um, only little ones from the night of partying. I don't know how that happened, but... Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, heavily guarded by Dad and Mum and Dad obviously shows it to everyone that visits the house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> knowing him, he's all, come have a look here, come have a look here and he just shows them that and they don't really care but he loves it. So, But that goes back to what both bigs and I were saying earlier, to sort of have that experience with our families and stuff, it means so much to them as well because they've sacrificed a lot to help us get to that level and then, yeah, them sharing in the successes is something really special as well. So hopefully I'll get to see it one day soon.
0: (laughs) Um, Is it life-changing in terms of does it change your life winning an AFL Grand Final?
2: I don't know if it's a real, you know, it's not a life-changing as in terms of, you know, things and stuff, but, I mean, I'm still, I'm a plumber and just still living in my townhouse and that, but I think... The mentality going forward is is good. I mean, you can sounds bad, sounds weird, but when you've had a shit day, sometimes I often think about something like that. You know, like yep. when it's all when it's all going a bit shit, and you're in a trench in the rain digging. Um, <laughs> it might sound funny, but you go, at least I did that. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you. I
0: mean, it's great. It's yeah, sensational.
2: So I'm sure everyone's got something they do that with, but. We're pretty lucky to be able to do that when you've had a shit day and you've been whacked around a bit. So yeah. <laughs> In that way,
0: yeah. Oh, it's good. Uh, Fletch, what about for you? Fletch, did it change yeah. change much about your life? Fletch. No, I'm it, Fletch you get nightclubs
2: still.
1: No, nah, it doesn't get me into nightclubs anymore. Oh, <laughs> I've tried tried too many times. <laughs> um, no, nah, very similar to what Bigsy said. It's like when you do have a shit day, you every so often just think about it and go, Hey, i have I've done that in my life. That's a pretty special memory to have. Uh, and It's sort of 22 blokes each year get to do it. So, yeah, every so often when you're not having a great time, you can go, I've been able to do that in my life, so I'm ahead. You know, that's something special that I'll have for the rest of my life. In terms of life changing, not too, not too different. Yeah, I'm sure Big Z will feel the same. We're still everyday people that, yep. you know, just going about – forging our careers post-football now and, um, yeah, every so often someone will go, hey, well done on 2016 and, you know, it makes you feel pretty special. But, yeah, in terms of life-changing, more from the fact that it it's something really special to have for the rest
2: of our lives.
0: Do you watch a lot of footy these days, Bigsy, or not?
2: Not heaps. I mean, I still – I mean, the years straight after I didn't at all, I really didn't watch a game for two or three years, but then I got back into it and – been to some games. I got my scarf on and a bit more interested now. I definitely watch the doggies and if, maybe a few, maybe one or two extra if it's a big game. But flowed in and out. But um, I love going to watch the doggies and that, and um, I feel something pretty special still a part of it.
0: What about you, Fletch? You um, you watch a lot of footy, or you stay? You still playing?
1: Uh, yeah, just playing locally down at Mulgrave in the Eastern Footy League with uh, with Johnny. Yeah, So it's Johnny's Johnny junior club, so we both just went down there to have a kick socially, and uh, yeah, really enjoying it. Playing full forward, which is great, bit of a change. So, yeah, hurt, hurt myself on the weekend though, unfortunately. So, I'll be right, I'll be right. But hey, um, hang on, hang on. on a bloke, who,
0: a bloke who kicked no goals in his AFL career is playing full forward.
1: I <laughs> said it. I said it every week to Ron Bebo. No, I didn't. I kicked zero goals three. <laughs> oh, no. And, they and two of them weren't even hard. That's, that's, <laughs> the biggest, that's the biggest regret of the AFL career, not kicking a goal. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, playing full forward now, surprisingly accurate. I don't know how. But uh, <laughs> in terms of watching footy, watching every so often, um, obviously still watch a lot of the boys and still close with a lot of them. So, um, yeah, watch the Doggies games and then a couple here and there when they're big games. Um, very similar to Bigsy.
0: Yep. Post footy, has the body holding up, Bigsy, Is there any lingering footy issues you have to deal with?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm moving around pretty shocking, to be honest. <laughs> um, I've had bad hips since and during, so um, I've had a surge, I've had a replacement on one. I've got to get the other one in the next few years. So moving around like a real old man. But um, so yeah, there's a lot lingering still. But um, like we said before, it's all right, I can feel like it was all worth it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, what about you, Fletch? Is your body all right? Uh, yeah, holding on. I've
1: had a few surgeries while playing at the Doggies and those have sort of stayed intact, thankfully. Still taping, still using the whole tape budget of Mulgrave um, <laughs> each weekend uh, just to protect myself. <laughs> on, that, but, um, on that left shoulder? <laughs> yeah, left shoulder, yep. um, both ankles. Yeah, I've stopped taping the right shoulder. It's just too much. It's too much time on game day to get ready. I can't <laughs> be bothered with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm... Was going pretty well, touch wood, until on the weekend where I hyperextended my knee, so um haven't really had many knee issues across the journey, but, yeah, hurt it on the weekend, so out for about a month or so with some bone bruising.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. listen, thank you both for having a chat and, uh, and reminiscing about uh, your days at the Doggies. It's been wonderful to catch up with you. Good to see you both in uh, in good health and uh, and good spirits, and uh, at the end of the day, you can always, you just turn around when anyone gives you a bad time you know, well, get stuffed, I'm a twenty sixteen <laughs> AFL premiership player. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for having us. Good on
0: Thanks to Fletch and thanks to Big Z and we wish them uh, the best of luck in the future and look forward to seeing them in the past players uh, when they come and reminisce about uh, that uh, fabulous uh, performance from both of them as part of our 2016 Premiership team. Thanks again to the past player sponsors, PFG Australia, Flash Fabrications, Midway Concrete Garden and Building Supplies and Tosca Luggage Company. Great supporters, love to see you in the victory room uh, before the end of the season uh, with uh, with the past players. Got a couple of really big games coming up, a couple of big functions coming up too Uh, so all the details of that will be on the past players facebook page enjoy and where you found this edition of the two dogs podcast there's plenty more and some great old dogs to catch up with uh, as part of the podcast series hope you enjoyed this one until next time go the doggies